Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 13. Today, I'll be interviewing Lori Orlinsky, author of the book, Being Small Isn't So Bad at All. She's a writer, member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, marketing director, and mom who lives in Chicago. She was inspired to tell this story about her own real-life experiences raising two little ladies. Being Small is a picture book about a little girl who is scared to go to school because she's the shortest kid in a class. She talks about all the reasons that being short is a challenge, but her mother presents to her funny and unique advantages that only she has because of her height, instilling self-confidence in her. So welcome, Lori. I'm really excited to have you here today. Hi, Becca. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm really excited to ask you some questions, and I think it's going to be really helpful for parents of children that, you know, let's say are on the shorter side or just, I was even thinking also just in a classroom where if you have a student in the class that feels insecure about their height. So I wanted to see if you could talk about what inspired you to write the book. Being Sure. Sure. So my daughter, Haley, um, when she was three years old, she was just a really outgoing child. She loved everything about school. And one day she came home just inconsolable and in tears. And I finally got to the root of the problem. And I had found out that her teachers had were redecorating the classroom and they hung up a growth chart on the wall. And so they measured every child and next to um, the height, they put a piece of masking tape to indicate each child's height. And Haley, that was the first time she ever realized that she was short. Her name was all the way at the bottom um, with no other names in sight. All her friends were at the middle and the top. And for her, that was a visual reminder that she was at the bottom and she associated being at the bottom with the worst. And so she said to me, I don't want to go to school anymore. I'm the shortest in class. I hate it. My friends are calling me peanut. It was kind of the first time that she realized she was a little bit different than other kids. And so, you know, like any other good parent would do, I went to the bookstore, I went on Amazon and I tried to find a book that had a short heroine so she could relate to someone and no book on the topic existed. And so that's when I got the kind of the aha moment to write one. That's great. I mean, that's kind of exactly what I went through also when I was writing my own books, um, because that's the first thing I think of too, like any, any like adult or parent who loves children's books. I always feel like that's the best way to explain something. Um, so, and I think it's a real, it's a book that really needs to be out there because I've never seen a book like it. It's very unique. Um, and I, so one of the things I wanted to ask is, cause I know you have a daughter, well, you have two daughters. Um, but how do you think being on the shorter side or being small affects boys and girls differently? Well, I think, you know, from my own experiences, I did a lot of research into bullying and bullying behavior and found out that, it impacts girls at an earlier age. So for example, three years old is the age that girls start getting teased. Now it might not be full-blown bullying, but it's teasing. And so, you know, in, in our, in my experience, you know, at, at such a crucial age in Haley's social and emotional development, 
I thought she can either go into that fight or flight mode. And I wanted her to not retreat into a shell and, you know, say I'm the shortest. Okay. And then her personality would change. She would go from this bubbly outgoing kid to just feeling sad inside and exude that on the outside. So I think that's why, you know, I thought it was so important to pump her up and give her the confidence that she needed. Um, I, you know, with boys, I think, I don't know if boys are as emotional at an early age. I mean, as I said, I'm the mother of two girls, but I, but I know that my girls are very sensitive. Um, but I think it all goes back to, you know, the statistics, which point to girls, you know, being more susceptible to teasing at an earlier age than boys. So I think it's important. I think the book really relates to anybody that has any differences just because the main character is a girl. I think boys can still, you know, understand and relate to that as well, though. Yeah, because I actually agree because my son, when I read it to him, he definitely related to it. So whether it's a boy or a girl, and I think unless you, you know, because for me, I guess I'm just like normal height, but I never really thought about anyone who is, say, smaller and how that would affect them. And And she kind of gives a different perspective, which I really like because, you know, you can't always relate to what it feels like unless you're going through it. Absolutely. And and what's interesting is that, you know, Haley had so many friends at the time that would call her peanut and munchkin. I mean, even the teachers after this exercise would call her peanut and munchkin. And, you know, they thought that this was an endearing term and the kids thought it was an endearing term. But to her, it was a constant reminder that she wasn't like everyone else. So I talk about that in the book and I think reading it, even if you're a tall kid or an average size kid, I think it gives you perspective on the power of your words. Whereas, you know, it it makes you think twice before you call somebody something that they may perceive to be a negative. Right. And one of the things that I also wanted to ask you, how did you decide to make it a rhyming book versus just like, let's just say like not a rhyming book? Like, how did you decide that? So I, I love rhyming books just personally. I grew up with my dad always reading Dr. Seuss to me and, you know, going through, you know, with, I have a, Haley is now going to be in first grade. So this year was like the crucial year where she learned how to read. And I think rhyming books are so great for, for first readers and for kids going, learning how to read because, you know, there's a lot of, repetition and verbal recognition. I think there's so many benefits to rhyming books that help kids. And I think also it made maybe a topic that might be uncomfortable, more approachable. Right. Definitely. For sure. Um, So what advice would you give to parents? Like if your child is, let's say complaining, not kind of complaining, but kind of talking to you about the fact that they feel, they feel upset that they're on the shorter side and, you know, people would say are, you know, teasing them that they're short or, you know, a lot of the questions I get is, am I going to be as tall as, you know, this person in my family? Or, um, so what do you, what kind of advice would you give to parents? Cause I know your book gives a really nice positive outlook on it. Like what I had wrote up in the review, which is also going to be available the same day as the podcast is that it starts out as more of the challenge challenges in, you know, about being, about being short, you know, maybe being, getting picked last or just having different challenges. And then on at the end being more positive. But I guess what I'm asking you is, let's say if your child is talking to you about it, what kind of advice would you give in addition to reading the book? 
Absolutely. I would say with a child, it's great to talk about differences. And so, you know, making a list of what this child's differences are. This is what I did with Haley. I made a list of, okay, you're short. Let's, let's think about all the things that only you can do because you're short. And one of my favorite examples is that, you know, you're, when you're short, you're the, you're the last one to get wet when it rains. And I think it always, yeah, I like that one from kids and, you know, making an example, you know, everyone, every child is different, whether they're short, tall, they have freckles, they have curly hair, they have, you know, small features, big features. I mean, there are so many benefits that every child has. And I think it's making a list with your child of the things that make them special and also role-playing, you know, if there's another child that's a little bit different, you know, what, how could you treat them? For example, my daughter has a friend who has alopecia um, and she's obviously bald. And so we were talking about, you know, well, Rosie is the Rosie on these hot days, she's got it made because she's not sweating and baking in the heat. And, you know, Rosie, when she gets out of the shower, her mommy doesn't have to fight with her to brush her, brush her knots out of her hair. And so I think it's looking at everybody's situation and finding the positives in it. Because sometimes when we deem something as a disadvantage, we don't know that it could be really an advantage. Right. No, I agree. And so what would you say to, like, how would you advise your child Let's say somebody is teasing them about calling them peanut or, you know, short or munchkin. What would you say to, like, what should you say to your child? Like, as far as I know, you said to role play, but how would a child kind of, let's say not defend themselves, but I guess talk about their feelings. Like, how would you advise them to respond to those kind of things? Well, I think first and foremost, I mean, if a child is ever feeling really sad about it, I would advise them to talk to an adult, a grown up, a parent, a teacher. Um, but if the child feels comfortable, I think, you know, say articulating and empowering your child to articulate how they feel to say to this child, Hey, I know that I'm short. I know you like to call me peanut, but it hurts my feelings. Can you call me by my name instead? My name is Haley, for example. And I think just empowering your child, it, it really starts with the self acceptance and then you move into the self-confidence phase, but it's empowering your child to stand up for themselves and to be comfortable uh, telling people how they feel. Yeah. And I also think one of the things that I wrote in the review too, is that it really addresses that social and emotional learning piece because about recognizing feelings, also recognizing a child's strengths. So I think that there's a lot that, you know, comes with the book. And I think it's an important book to read in a class, especially for early elementary, um, really talking about it. Because I think a lot of kids don't realize that, or even let's say teachers calling like peanut or munchkin, that that is derogatory, you know, not derogatory, it might bother the child. You right. know, a lot of people see it as a more <laughs> like an endearing kind of term. Um, but I think what you said about, you know, kind of for your child to express their feelings and say, you know, that makes me upset is like just another perspective and to be more sensitive to that. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, people, whether it's teachers or other kids use Haley as like a little armrest and it, they think it's endearing to put their arm on, on her shoulder because she's, you know, a head shorter than them. And, but it makes Haley feel, she explained to me, it makes her feel like she's a little puppy or a little animal. And so I've kind of encouraged her to move their hand and kind of flip it and do something, you know, ask them if they want to play a hand game or do something else because it makes her feel uncomfortable. And another person might not, especially a child, might not realize that that's what they're doing. 
Yeah, I think that's really, I think it's just making other people aware. I think about specifically about this, I think a lot of people, because what I've seen, I mean, I work in so many different schools and I work with so many different types of types of kids in all different types of classrooms. And also just being a parent, I mean, I think that a lot of people are just not aware of it. I mean, I don't think I was even aware of it because I like even with my mother-in-law who is, you know, it definitely bothers her because she's, she's short. Um, she's under five feet. So it's definitely one of those things I never really thought about people being insecure about or feeling bad about. But the book, what I love about it is that it kind of brings, it kind of, it kind of brings up that topic. And it's a really nice way to discuss that with your child within a classroom or if you have a child, like, it's just, I think it also for other kids, it just makes them more aware, like, oh, wow, you know what? Maybe I did make that child or my classmate feel bad by calling them peanut or munchkin or making or teasing that they're short, you know, and being like, I'm not going to do that anymore because I didn't realize that that made them feel bad. Because I think a lot of kids do have trouble kind of expressing their feelings to other peers or even bringing it up to a teacher. And so I think by reading it to any child, I think it just make them aware that people can feel insecure about it and maybe calling them those names, although they find it to be not like endearing, let's say endearing or, or not insulting, realizing afterwards, wow, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that because it actually hurts their feelings. So I think it's, I think it's just a great book to read all around, to have at home and to also read in the classroom. Thank you. And I, I tried to really pull also my own experiences been growing up. And while I, it didn't impact, I was always short. I'm barely five one. I mean, it's probably a lie. I'm really like five feet, but what, um, I remember from being short, it didn't bother me, but the one thing that constantly got me was going to an amusement park or going to a water park. And always, it was a nightmare for me to see that sign that said, you must be X inches to go on this ride. Mm-hmm. And so my mom always beforehand, and she never necessarily told me what she was doing, but she would like put the highest ponytail in my head possible. And it would be so tight. My head would be hurting, but you know, she, she did it. So I didn't feel bad because every time without fail, they would, when they measured me, they would measure from the tip of my ponytail and I would always make the height requirement. And so it's funny that it's coming full circle because, you know, we went to Great America a few weeks ago with Haley and Ellie, um, my other daughter, and I did the same thing with them. I stuck their ponytail up so high and it's just, you know, I encourage them to stand, stand straight and, you know, it gives them an extra two inches because it is the most heartbreaking thing to watch. You know, last year I watched Haley's friends go on water slides and they would, Haley would go up to the top. She would wait in a long line and then they would say she was too short. And it's just such a heartbreaking thing because it, to watch your child go through something like that, where they feel so sad about something that they can't control. So I really try and get ahead of it and draw also from my own experiences. I did with my son. He also, I know what you mean about the rides because you have to be what, 48 inches, let's say for some of these rides to be able to ride them. And one time I think we were at Disney World and he couldn't ride a roller coaster. He was like barely, he was like a quarter of an inch off or something like that. And he was very, very upset. And so 
I think we actually, so for a boy, you can't put the ponytail in, but I think we did slip some napkins into his shoes. <laughs> gave him that extra quarter of an inch and he was able to ride the roller coaster. Because I, I had said to my husband, I'm like, we have to make sure we go on this roller coaster because he was so upset. Um, so I get it. So with the boys, it's a little bit harder because you can't do the ponytail. You know, right. I have very long hair, but anyway, so I, I definitely, I definitely understand that for sure. Cause it could be hard. It could be heartbreaking, you know, going to amusement park. They're so excited. They want to go on the rides and then they're, and then they're not, they're not tall enough, you know? Right. So it's, it's, it's definitely very tough. So and that's a feeling I remember growing up. I mean, again, I wasn't as impacted as Haley was by being short, but that just, that just was heartbreaking to me to think that I almost couldn't ride a ride because of my height and watch all my other friends. And so it made me think about all the things, Haley being especially more sensitive than I was, you know, Haley looking at the world in such a, with a different lens. And I wanted her to look at it on the positive rather than the negative. Well, that's great. That's really, I think you've written a fantastic book. And also I just wanted to say that you're I'm, in my review. I'm also going to be including some coloring pages that you have available and you'll soon be having a website that you were saying, right. That you're going to have soon yeah. in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For now, the best way to get a copy of the book is on Amazon. Right. And it's also available on mascot books as well. Right. Sure. Uh-huh. So is there anything else that you want to talk about with your book for today? Um, you know, the one thing I also just want to say is that I, I talk to all kinds of parents and all kinds of kids about this. And what's really interesting to me is, again, the book originally was written for Haley and was written for short kids. And I get so many parents of kids that are tall, for example, and they say to me, you know what? My child is the opposite of this book, but they can relate because. And that's what I love about this book is it's really relatable. And, you know, the interesting thing in talking to kids whose parents of kids who are tall is they say to me, my kids come with two expectations. Number one, they have to be smarter because they look older. And number two, they have to be more athletic. And it's just really interesting to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see that, you know, being tall, which Haley thinks is, you know, Haley used to think is the holy grail of everything. It's really, it comes with its disadvantages as well. And so what I like about the book is that everyone can relate to it. Yeah, or maybe you could write another book, Being Tall. Being Tall, yeah. (laughs) I think that would also be great because you know what? I'm so glad you brought it up because when I was reading it, I was thinking actually about the challenges of being tall because I know that, you know, let's say some of like the friends, like for my kids, like some of their friends are really tall and it is challenging because they expect certain things or let's say they're like, even like with my daughter, who's, who's almost like a tween, but one of her friends is really tall and they'll mistake her for a counselor. Um, so it's, it does come with its own challenges. So it's, it's interesting for sure. So it's funny you said that because one of the last weeks of school, I was dropping Haley off and one of the teachers put their arm around me and they're like, oh, the eighth graders go in this door. And I'm like, I'm a grown up. <laughs> but now, oh, wow. now I can appreciate it because I'm 36. And so to be mistaken for somebody much younger 
you know, has it definitely has its benefits. Yeah, I'll take that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because when you, exactly. Um, well, thank you so much for, you know, for talking today. I think it's going to help a lot of parents and definitely check out their review where we're going to have the downloadable coloring pages and also just some tips um, when reading the book with your child. Great. So thank, yeah. So thank you so much for being here again, Lori. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. Mm-hmm.